make sure that you gonna have moments to reflect and to sit with yourself and just to take the opportunity to get to know yourself because that's one of the most beautiful things about this lifestyle, right? Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Digital Nomads Daily Podcast. Today, I have a podcast recording ready for you that is all about personal experiences that I recently gone through. It's also about a dream coming true and... I really want to share this story with you guys because I know that a lot of digital nomads are actually dealing with some of the stuff that I'm going to share today with you. So let's dive into it. So let me start with uh, with a very personal story. So last year, I was talking with someone about things that I want to do or things as experiences. I was on a holiday in Curacao. And it was really nice. I was meeting other people, mostly backpackers or like just travelers. There were not really a lot of digital nomads. And what was really cool was that these people kind of had this idea of like, well, you're like, you know, like not working actually, but you're doing the most amazing things. And you, you're like doing, you know, like seeing everything that you want to see and all of that. And then what was for me really cool is that I had this self-reflection. I was like, wait, am I really doing that? Is that what I'm doing? And it was really tough on me to actually go go deep in myself and to really realize that I am actually not always living my dream digital nomad life. Now, going a little, little, little bit more personal, at this time, I also had kind of the first sort of like crack in my previous relationship or the relationship back then. So I was super vulnerable. And I started to even think more about what matters to me? What do I want to get out of my life? Where do I want to go? What are things that are important to me? And I I really got into this self-reflection stage, which is great, uh, especially if you're in the Caribbean, because it's also a lot of fun to go there. Uh, it's a little bit pricey, but I could definitely recommend it. Anyhow, that's another episode. A little bit before that, I had a dream I have this dream multiple times already um, and it, it's about um, a desert or it's about a lot of sand. It always has this sort of like African kind of vibes. There's like glamping tents and then there is like beautiful um, skies with a lot of stars in the night and people are sitting down like on pillows and that's kind of the vibe in the dream and I, I could never really picture the location. I was also talking with a friend of mine who is planning her wedding in Kenya. So I thought, oh, maybe that's what the dream is about. But still, that wouldn't be really it because it was not like wedding festive. So I was kind of like, yeah, maybe this is not it. Anyhow, so I let it go. And then while I was in Curaçao, I was chatting on the phone also with with a new friend. And, you know, she runs retreats. And I also told her about this dream. Then I came back to Brazil and I had this dream again, but it was very strong this time. Like I could visualize things so much better. I have faces, faces in that dream that I never seen before, but it was very, very strong or something. And I know that I had this a lot in my life already, um, but still I was just like, whoa, this is very intense. And then I was chatting with my digital nomad girlfriends about this, which is um. Kristen Vera and Nini Fritz, who have also been on this podcast, love those episodes. And actually, Nini talked a lot about bucket lists. And that's really cool because that's also what I want to talk about today. I, so I was telling this with that, sharing this with them. And we were just talking about it. And, you know, and just like continue this conversation of also like 
what do we want to do in our lives? And, you know, like, do we actually have cool experiences and, and so on? So moving forward, I didn't really act on anything. And this is something that I know that a lot of digital nomads go through, and especially the ones that are a little bit more established. In the digital nomad space, there are people, and I'm going, I'm taking a little detour right now because there might be people listening that are not a digital nomad yet and aspiring to become one. And some people are listening here and they already are a digital nomad. But usually if I say this to experienced digital nomads, they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So what I see in the space is that there are digital nomads who have been nominating way, way, way before the pandemic. So those are like kind of the OGs, like the, the grandmas and the grandpas of their digital nomads. I'm also one of them. So I have been doing this for, for over five years already and living abroad for 10 years. So it's like I've been away for a long time. Then there is also there are also digital nomads that kind of started just before the pandemic because that's when it already became super, super popular and also because of Instagram and, you know, that. And then there are the nomads that started working remotely during the pandemic and they were like, fuck it. I can literally live anywhere right now. I don't want to be stuck in my house. I'm going to do this. And those are the people that started during the pandemic or maybe when the pandemic was going less strong. <laughs> Always hard to talk about these things, right? So those are kind of the, the three nomads when they started. Now, what I see is that the people that have been nomading for a really long time already they forget something during or throughout their journey, especially these days where you run your own business or you're super busy with your work and it's traveling and all of that. Is that sometimes we really forget to think about like, wait, why are we doing this? What do we want to get out of it? What are things that we still want to see? Especially for me as an entrepreneur, like I prioritize work a lot. Which is so weird to hear for people. And this is also when I was in Curaçao. It was like when I was there, it was like, no, guys, I'm like really working a lot. Like it's not like I'm doing nothing. And they saw me like waking up early, doing a lot of work. And then in the afternoon, I can do adventures. But the thing is, is that because of that, I don't always go full on an adventure. Taking days off is something I haven't really practiced so much, I would say, in the past three to four years, which is a really long time. Now, I do have to say that your environment is crucial to this. So I was, as you guys know, like I was in a relationship for three years and we broke up. That was hectic. But also after the breakup, reflecting on my life, I realized that because my ex-partner and I were both entrepreneurs in sort of similar industries as well, we were always talking about work stuff. The topic work or work as a bucket was just so freaking important and it was so high up our list. And I realized that sometimes actually we barely did many adventures. And I know that maybe from the outside, it looked like that we did because we were in Brazil. But it, these were more like day adventures, like things that you can do after work, like squeeze in for a few hours. So that is maybe going on like a quick walk, not even a full blown hike, just a quick walk, going for sunset, like have nice dinners, maybe go to a party. But in full, like honestly, in transparency, like I really didn't do that. And I realized that after the breakup and you know, like the conversations I had in Curaçao and then after the breakup and being here in the Netherlands and talking with my nomad friends, I was like, holy crap, I've been just going blindly 
doing like being in this habit of working a lot and kind of forget about myself. So that being said, of course, this has changed. This has changed tremendously. So I'm very, very happy to report that as well, because I'm sometimes when when life is going to hit you in the face, it's going to smack you so freaking hard, whether that is work stuff, relationships, like romantic relationships, family stuff, friendships, whatever it is, like, I really want to encourage you to to just sit sit with it, feel all the feelings, but also think about that it's going to be better at one point. It really is. I'm, I have a very positive mindset to these things. So yes, I'm uncomfortable a lot in my life, but also with the feeling of this is going to like be fine. And sometimes it takes really long and sometimes it doesn't. But I, I have a very open mind, a very positive view of life. And it really helps me to, um, yeah, to just, you know, go with the flow a little bit more. So I was, after the breakup, I was, I went to running remotes. I went to Spain with my nomad friend. It was, we had a lot of conversations. We started talking also a bit more about travel and things that we still want to achieve in our lives. I had conversations about like the future in general, like building things and you know, and, and I really started to like kind of like picture this a little bit more. And then I had this dream again, the same desert sky, like sky full of stars and like beautiful, beautiful dream. This time less faces, but I, I could like really like feel it. Like I could feel the air and it was just so freaking intense. I was really like, holy crap, what's happening? Then moving forward, moving forward, I was still like, chatting with friends, chatting with friends. And then because I was in Europe unexpectedly for a really, uh, for actually way longer, I started to, to really think about, wait, what do I want to get out of Europe? Last year, I was supposed to go to Europe, but I didn't go. <laughs> There's some personal reasons for that, but mostly because um, there's no surfing Europe. And, you know, my ex-partner was really excited about surfing. So it's like, I mean, they're surfing Europe, but not the place where I want to go. So we didn't do that. And actually, that was on my bucket list, my mental bucket list. Important note here. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do what I wanted to do last year. I'm single. I, you know, I can do whatever what I want to do. This is it. So I arrived in Lisbon, right? Then I went to Malaga. Then I went to the Netherlands. From the Netherlands, I went to Budapest with my nomad friend, Christina. She was also on the podcast. Wow, she's like in one of the first 10 episodes, I think. Very nice episode. Talks also a lot about balancing life. So you should definitely have, uh, have a listen to that one. So we were in Budapest. And then I went to Bucharest, places I've never been. Super cool. Then I met someone in Budapest and he was like, uh, why don't you visit me in Vienna? And I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's go for it. So I went to Vienna, uh, which is in Austria. Guys, I fell in love with this city. Like, this is crazy. I really want to do another episode just specifically on nomading in Vienna during summer because a little detour here. A lot of the people go to the south of Europe because the weather is kind of nice there. But actually there in Vienna, it's super beautiful. The weather is great. You can swim. There are a lot of cafes, like I, I really love it. And I actually found it quite affordable. So I did that. I went back to the Netherlands. I went to London. Like I'm going to Barcelona to meet some other um, location independent women. 
there's a lot of other travels coming up. Super exciting. I'm currently chatting from Amsterdam. So as I was like thinking about this, I was like, well, I'm really doing my thing. I'm going with the flow. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. You're like, yeah, 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 this is it. This I'm doing my thing. I was just so happy. Then I started talking with Maris from uh, Minoma, Mindful Nomads. And this is also, um, I also chatted with her in uh, when I was in Curaçao. And we were talking about Morocco. I had on my plan to go to Morocco this summer. Unfortunately, it's hella, hella hot there. So, you know, like July, August, that is going to be quite intense. And I actually quite liked it in Vienna. So I was like, okay, maybe I can go later. And then Marie says something that I was just like, oh my God, this might be it. Like, this is the thing I've been dreaming about. Because when I saw the photos, I literally felt like I was there. Like, I've been there already. Like, it's like, it felt like home. And that is a festival in the middle of the desert. And it's actually in the Selena uh, Nomad Camp. So it's super nomad friendly and it has like these glamping tents and I saw the carpets and everything. It's just like, oh my God, this is it. So I don't know, like everything just came together, but I was still thinking, okay, wait, should I do this? Like I was still like a little bit on the fence and that has nothing to do with her or with Minoma or, or that place. I was, I think I was afraid to do this. And this is kind of the essence of what I realized as a digital nomad that's been doing this for a long time, why I should have a bucket list. Because I was in so much doubt on like, should I even do this? And then another moment I was like, why am I even questioning this? Like, this feels so close to my heart. This is like, this is in my heart. This is already part of me. And I'm still potentially saying no to this. That's weird. So I started realizing I need a bucket list, but then more so what are the reasons for me to have a bucket list and not just any bucket list. This is like a digital nomad bucket list because I noticed from conversations I had and also conversation following after I had this epiphany is that a lot of digital nomads do not have a bucket list. And what happens, especially with the entrepreneurial folks, the people that have been doing this for a while, even then you can sometimes get a little bit lazy and you don't prioritize a few things in life that maybe are the first you know place why you started this lifestyle so i want to share with you now 12 reasons why you should have a digital nomad bucket list i think even if you are an inspiring digital nomad so you're not there yet but you're thinking about like nomading create also this bucket list it's really going to help you i'm still working on mine so it's not like oh this is like a finished static thing i feel like it can be very dynamic but uh, here are at least the reasons why you should have it. So the first thing, and this I already talked about this, is that you want to have not everyday adventures. So on the weekends, you can go, um, I don't know, like hiking, you can go waterfall chasing, you can rent a quad and drive to sand desert, um, you can go on a surf trip, like there's all these like little things that you can do kind of in an everyday kind of environment or in a, even a weekend style environment. But what is good for you is that if you have things on your list that are not so easy to do straight after work, so you actually have to carve out time to do it. So try to think about stuff that is bigger than that, bigger than a few hour window after work or on the weekend. Something that takes you completely out of the equation. Something, and it doesn't always have to be like to travel. It can even be like a local experience or it really doesn't have to be about traveling. But just something that is away from your screen, that is 
away from your everyday digital nomad life to kind of like break your routines and break your habits. So that's one reason, okay? Now, another reason why you want to create a bucket list, a digital nomad bucket list, is because if you follow your bucket list, so of course you need to do that, you're going to have so many cool in-person and enriching experiences. So with my friend from Vienna, I was chatting with him about how my life is so virtually and I love it. I feel so comfortable with that. But I also noticed that maybe it's a little bit too virtual. Like I am so dependent on that. That also means that I'm always behind my screen and I just always have this, this screen in front of my face. And it's really healthy to have in-person real-life experiences. So I also realized that I did this uh, co-living for two weeks with Math and Kenneth in Malaga, also people from a podcast. Like it was really amazing because the conversations were different. It, It was so enriching. Like for my personal life, I mean, I just went through a breakup. They had gone to a breakup. So that was really good for me that moment. But also we had a lot of fun. We were like smiling a lot. We did like, you know, little everyday adventures. Um, we did barbecues at the house. Like it was really, really cool. So it, the conversations, just being in the room, just like high-fiving someone, it's jumping in the pool together. Like all of that is, it can be really, really enriching. And that is because of the in-person kind of vibes. So definitely that. Now, the other thing is that sometimes digital nomads just literally forget to do fun stuff. And I am definitely guilty of that. And I think it's also because work has been such a big priority in my life. So probably that. But I also think that in general, I am someone that can get so focused on work that, yeah, I just really forget to do fun things. And then after months, I'm so tired. I'm so burned out. And I'm like, wait, what actually did I do to relax in the past weeks or months? And that that's when I realized like, oh, Dawn, I didn't really do anything. Like nothing like crazy fun. Just stuff for, for literally just fun. There's no purpose of learning, of growing, of like reaching higher numbers, making more money. It's just plain fun. So I actually recently started watercoloring. I'm not so good at it yet, but it's just to relax. And there is no, uh, yeah, there's actually no pressure for me to even be good at it. I don't want to become like a watercolor artist or anything. It's just, just for fun. That's it. All right. The other reason is to learn something new. And this can be so freaking cool. One of the things you can think about is, for example, cooking class. Maybe I did this in Thailand when I was there. It was so cool. I did like, um, I made a Thai salad and I made another Thai dish. I forgot the name of it. (laughs) Sometimes I forget names of things, right? I'm a human too. But anyhow, I was in Thailand. I was very nice. I was in Bangkok and I was in a hostel just a little bit outside of the city center. And they had like um, workshops every week there. And it was really, really nice. So I joined this cooking class and it was amazing. And because you're working with your hands, it was nice to, you know, like chat with other people. And it was just like a whole different experience. I'm And I, I learned something new. Also, learning something new can be like that, like maybe cooking, but you can also learn a, a ton about yourself. Um, so there's definitely a lot of uh, opportunity to, yeah, to learn something. All right. Now, and also with learning, of course, the self-reflections. And our, I mean, I don't think I have to further explain this because I've really explained that to you guys already in this episode. And it's something that we talk so much about on the episodes here in the Digital Nomads Daily Podcast. But yeah, honestly, like the self-reflection part is just so freaking important. And I think when you're out of your ordinary, when you're you're taking in, 
you know, like break some of your habits, some of your routines. Yeah, it's it's just really good if you always have some sort of sense of self-awareness and a moment where you reflect. And just a side note, it doesn't have to be right in that moment. It can be later on as well. I have this a lot that it's later on. And that's great too. I just make sure that you gonna have moments to reflect and to sit with yourself and just to, you know, like take, take the opportunity to get to know yourself because that's one of the most beautiful things about this lifestyle, right? All right. So uh, you can also, because of this bucket list that you're going to create, you can also explore, you know, locations that are maybe unexpected or that are new or that maybe you wouldn't go so easily. But if that's on your bucket list, because somehow you had a dream or I don't know, someone talked about it, you saw it on, on television, like that could be really, really cool. So yeah, by having that on your bucket list, is you can really focus on locations that maybe not like a last minute location kind of thing, but definitely something that can happen in your life that you can visit once in your life. What I also really love about creating a bucket list is that you will get out of your comfort zone. Okay, this is something that digital nomads do a lot. Can you imagine that you never have the same pillow unless you travel with a pillow, that you're always like changing environments, changing people, changing the grocery store, like there's constant change. But because of our routines and because of our habits, we still create some sort of comfort zone. And that's what I experienced as well. Like my comfort zone was working a lot of hours. It has nothing to do with actually even like, oh, I need to make more money or anything like that because how much money you make isn't equivalent to how many hours you work. But I was just like so into this workspace and that was my comfort zone and it was hard for me to get out of it. And what also helps is that if you do feel the need to get out of it and you're not in the right environment that that is supported, find a different environment. That's a very big learning for me. So anyhow, so uh, getting out of your comfort zone, yeah, it feels maybe uncomfortable, but it's so freaking fruitful and I love it. But it only works and it can only be so comfortable if you have that level of self-awareness, if you do your self-reflections. So it kind of all works together, you know, so it's not just to like jump off a bridge and be like, oh, fuck, that was uncomfortable. And then like you don't do anything with it. If that is going out of, outside of your comfort zone, understand it. So when you create obviously your bucket list, you also got to like, you know, self-reflect a lot and understand what what all these things mean and look like to you now the other thing what i really love about bucket list is kind of an accountability to the self you will more likely to actually like stick to the things on your bucket list if it's actually on a list and that's also really nice because then you don't have this feeling of like after months or years of nomading that you're like oh shoot what did i actually do this past year so it's just a very good way having lists in general is is good for accountability and with fun things and a bucket list and all of that works exactly the same way all right so i think also because of that you sort of become better at setting goals so that's really good for you as well which doesn't only help you in your personal life but it also helps you in your work life or your career so yeah taking off things in your bucket list is a really good feeling if you have set those goals and you actually achieve them like wow you could tap yourself on the shoulders and that is awesome it's an awesome feeling and once you experience those feelings obviously you want to feel more of that so you can really apply that in your um yeah in your personal and work life as well now, the other thing that I really love about creating a bucket list and why I think digital nomads should definitely do that is to 
make more meaningful connections and discover new communities, discover new tribes. When you do things that are on your bucket list, they are not your everyday thing. You also get out of out of your regular community. And I think that's really cool because in the end of the day, through life, like like humans know things through habits and through the habit of storytelling, right? So it's really cool if you are with other communities, you get new habits, you learn new things, you learn new stories, you get new inspiration. And if you vibe with those people and you have a super open mind to it, you know, you can make so many meaningful connections. And this is very close to, you know, kind of the essence of the digital nomad lifestyle. I always say it here on the podcast, like this lifestyle wouldn't be so fruitful if it wasn't for the people, if it wasn't for the digital nomads, if it isn't for this diversity of people that attracts this lifestyle. And also for meeting the people or, you know, meeting the people locally. So um, yeah, meaningful connections, definitely a big reason. All right. Now, and the other thing, um, and this might surprise you a little bit, but also new opportunities perhaps for your business. If you are a freelancer or you are a new business owner, like you, I don't know, or even career-wise, like it's really cool because by new, meeting new people and by going to new places and by self-reflecting and by going on, on different types of adventures and have in-person experiences and getting outside of your comfort zone and going somewhere new and do all these things, you can really create new career opportunities for yourself and new business opportunities. And let me tell you that this stuff freaking works. Like it works. When I was not living an adventurous life and in my digital nomad lifestyle and I was so focused on doing business and always like behind my laptop and always working 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 I had also kind of a harder time running my business and I think it was because I wasn't living in a way that fits my personality and that really you know almost like lifts up my person as a being because there were things not like matching and I had no clue. I didn't see it. I only saw it after after the first crack in the relationship with my ex that I was like, wait, what's going on? How am I feeling? I started to self-reflect a lot. And then when actually the breakup happened and I was in, in Europe and I was, you know, surrounded by so many people and I was super vulnerable in that moment and just going through the motions of, of life. And those were hard waves to uh, to conquer at that point. Like it was really, really rough. Also, what happened is that I had a moment and I'm so grateful for this to sort of reset. And I did that. And now looking back, and this is just a few months ago, guys, it's been crazy my business is going so strong. I'm getting my dream clients. And I know this is a bit of an entrepreneurial side to it. So we will save that for another episode. But I just want to tell you that But if you open up your heart, if you open up your mind, if you open up your soul and your body, amazing things can happen. But only if you're very authentic and true to yourself and with yourself. So what you got to do is self-reflect a lot and don't be afraid to be vulnerable and don't be afraid to kind of be uncomfortable because only then you can really connect with yourself, with your root, with your source energy. And then you will start doing things that fit your personality that 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 are way more catered towards you. So that was for me freaking awesome. Um 
And everything, what I just said, like the the last one, the 12th one is, I think because of the bucket list, like just doing that, creating that, focusing on that, making that a priority, making everything that's on that list a priority is that you will live life on purpose. And digital nomads want to live life on purpose, whatever that means. It's about freedom. It's about having options. It's about doing meaningful things. It's about things that matter to you as a person. And you can only do that if you're, you know, if you're very, very in a space of allowing yourself to do that. So creating a bucket list is not just about the list itself. It's not about what are the sexy things on that list. It's almost a tool to live life on purpose. And that's why I really love creating my digital nomad bucket list. All right. Now, I already said bucket list is not just about travel. It can also be for just like smaller personal things in your life. It can be for your business. But I just want to make sure that uh, that you know that it's not just about like travel locations, but digital nomad lifestyle is also a lot about traveling and about like doing things in, in, in other places and meeting new people and blah, blah. So, of course, travel is um, is it both. What I want to do now is share with you five very simple steps for you to create your bucket list. Just a little disclaimer, I am still creating my bucket list because the timeline that I have been speaking about when, when I started actually thinking more about my bucket list was, I would say, more or less like November. And then I had like the breakup was in late April. Then I have been in Europe. And now it's early September that I'm recording this podcast. So this is kind of my timeline. So you can see that that like even just now, a few weeks ago, I kind of started actually creating my bucket list. But before it was always kind of like a mental bucket list. But now things are actually on on paper, right? And and or well, actually not a real paper. I'm doing it online in my notion board, but um, when I was also looking at how other people do it, I was like, maybe I should actually do this on paper. Like, maybe that's a great idea. All right. So step number one, self-reflection and brainstorming. I feel like that I'm creating your bucket list is not just like a 15 minute exercise that you do on a random morning and then you have your bucket list. I think for you to create this bucket list, it's going to take a little bit of time because you got to self-reflect. You got to get dive deep in yourself you want to have a few conversations you want to connect with other people there maybe you want to read some books you want to listen to podcast episodes maybe you want to listen to a few more episodes of the digital nomads daily podcast to get some inspiration there's a ton of inspiration here right so yeah so that's what you want to do so i would say make like a really big mind map of things that are important to you and then later on you can actually you know like connect like actual events or things in the bucket list all right Okay, so this goes into the to step number two, right? So you're going to organize your bucket list. Now, once you have this mind map with all these ideas, you want to make sure that you have some sort of organization to it so it actually becomes like an actual list, right? Okay, so there are different things that you can consider um, on your bucket list. Maybe there are certain, maybe you have this strong desire to travel, right? Or a strong desire to have certain travel experiences. I don't know, you want to see, uh, you want to go on a hike in a great national park. Maybe you want to see the Great Prairie Reef. Maybe you want to go um, do like a long train ride uh, in, in, in Japan. I don't know, like anything travel related, that's what you can bucket your different experiences and things that you want to achieve or things that you want to see or do experience in your life. All right, then you have personal goals. Perhaps 
there's this personal goal that you want to write a book, like maybe a kid's book. I actually know a few people from communities that that had that on their bucket list and they, they're working on it. And that's super amazing. Maybe there is a certain milestone, like a life milestone that you want to achieve. Perhaps you want to run a marathon or uh, yeah, like stuff like that, like a really, really big milestone. You can also have on your bucket list as you want to find ways to get more freedom in your everyday life. So you can spend more time with friends or you can, I don't know, spend time to watercolor. So um, that is more on the everyday things. Even that can be on your bucket list. You can think about financial goals in your bucket list as well. So maybe you don't want to have your student depth anymore. Maybe you want to hit, I don't know, your first 100K year <laughs> or your 10K months like people talk like to talk about. You know, like there, there are certain things maybe that you want to achieve, but maybe um, also with financial goals, maybe you want to like donate to a very big cause or you want to start a project or something like that. And you need finances for that, like uh, cash monies, like that could be on your bucket list. And maybe on another bucket that you can create is more for like daring activities, things that are, I'm, I don't know, like way, way, way out of your comfort zone and really like activity. So I would say skydiving. Maybe that's what you want to do. Maybe you want to, I don't know, go skinny dipping somewhere during the day. I don't know. Maybe you want to learn how to surf, which I think is always very daring. <laughs> um, there's all kinds of things. Maybe you want to, yeah, like go on, on a ski trip or I don't know what it is, whatever it is daring for you doesn't have to be crazy it's about what this is for you that's what you uh, put on your bucket list now, i can't imagine that you have a ton of things in your bucket list right now and the next step what you want to do is trim it down and set an actual time frame for some of these things and it's not about creating a schedule it's just about you know like when you create goals a goal also needs a time frame for you to achieve it because otherwise it's a lose goal and in my marketing agency, I always say this also with the campaigns that we're running. Like, it's not just about posting content. We actually need to create a campaign and goals. So we have a start date and an end date. And that's what a lot of people don't do. So say for me, this feels very natural. But with your bucket list, make sure that you have some sort of timeline there. Does it have to be a date? I don't know. Maybe if you want to run that marathon in New York, you might need a date for that. But maybe you can say, okay, this is what I want to do in the last month of this year, or this is what I do in that particular year. And then you just have to prepare for that. And also when you come closer to the moment that it's going to happen, but you don't have the final date yet, then you can always set a good date on it. Trim it down and set a time frame. All right. All right. Then the other thing, which I think is a great step is to share your bucket list goals. And this is something that I experienced. I think that I was talking about this dream that I had multiple times with various people. And I think because of that, I really put it out there in the universe. People call this manifesting, affirmations, these kind of things. And I, um, yeah, I, I believe in that. I think that if you, if you really put these things out there, you will attract that. And that is happening to me right now. And I really love it. So make sure that people know about it. Do you have to create like one crazy pose? No, I think that you can maybe have a certain group of people or if you have your bucket list, maybe on your phone or something and you are in, in, a, in a place where you can talk with people about these things. Yeah, maybe share it there. You never know who is in your space that can help you actually get there unexpectedly without even asking. 
And yeah, you can also share it online, like in, in your social media, or um, even if you're researching stuff like, hey, I have this on my bucket list and I'm like researching now. I'm so excited. I still don't know when it's going to happen. There might be someone that can comment on that. Like you'd never freaking know. So don't shy away from sharing your bucket list. And then, um, of course, start like that's the last step, the final fifth step. You need to actually start doing stuff. So I think also what's cool on your bucket list is that if you have really, really, really big things on there that are going to take a lot of long time to achieve or whatever, it might take a while until you get there. So what I recommend is to have larger things, larger activities or experiences on there, but also a few smaller things. So you kind of like get in the flow of actually working on your bucket list. So otherwise it becomes like this gigantic thing in front of you and you want to internalize it. So make sure that you have that both big and small things in your bucket list. All right. So we're almost at the end of the episode. And I just want to share with you what has been on my bucket list so far. Now, I already told you guys I had this mental bucket list. So I actually never took the time to write it down. Even though I did a full episode with Nini Fritz, who is the bucket list queen, we talked about it so many times. I still had it in my head and I never I never really wrote it down. But looking back at things that I did in my life that were in on my mental bucket list, one of the biggest things in my life, and this was more like an achievement, and I'm so freaking grateful for this, like just thinking about it tears me up. When I was a kid, I dreamt of speaking English every single day. I want, I was watching the hills and I wanted to express myself in English and I wanted to live a life in English, English language. And I wasn't like so um, school smart. So that was a really big thing for me. And I, it was just there, but I, I don't know. I never really got the courage or the confidence or perhaps even the support because I didn't say it out loud that I wanted that so badly I'm, that it just didn't happen for a really long time. So when I, I moved abroad for the first time, which is now uh, almost a decade ago, that's when that started happening. And it has been so many moments that I achieved speaking in English from like start saying, what's that thingy? Can you grab the thingy? Oh, I want the thingy to actually like naming things in the kitchen, like stuff like that, to writing business emails, to applying for things, to making, you know, cracking jokes in English. Um, shit like that and it was just like holy crap and I still have it today like I I'm still learning a lot of English because I'm not a native speaker but you know like now I I mean I'm even doing the podcast in English like for me this is so like mind-blowing and I'm proud of it too so something like that yeah that was on my mental bucket list on my you know, deepest desires now other things more recently and this is also when I started thinking about wait have I done things that were on my bucket list yeah definitely so uh, I lived in tropical, uh, on a tropical island, really loved that. I did, uh, I learned to surf. I always like, well, oh, I really want to do that. So I think that that was something very like on my bucket list. And I, I sort of liked it. <laughs> I like it, but I find it very mentally, very difficult. Like it's hard. I'm, I wanted to see like a really gigantic waterfall, like a waterfall that you just need to like move your head ar around from left to right to actually grasp the full thing. So I went to the Iguazu Falls in Brazil that was on my bucket list. Amazing. Um, other things that, oh, I went whale watching that was also on my bucket list. I'm um, so, yeah, it's like, you know, those things, it, it's been great. 
Now, other things that are currently on, well, of course, the dream that I had, right? How all of this for me actually started a little bit. That is on my bucket list. That's going to happen. Let me tell you about that in a second. Now, things that are on my bucket list right now that I've recently added, again, I'm still working on this. I'm, I want to do a digital nomad road trip in the USA. And I want to visit natural parks. I can imagine that maybe not all of them because there are a lot and USA is very, very big. I've never been to America. So for me, it's like, holy cow, like if I can go to America, that would be so cool. I don't really have this crazy dream of going to New York. For me, it's just I'm such a nature freak. I really want to see the natural parks. So I want to do a, a, a yeah, I want to do that. So throwing it there out in the universe and I know it's going to happen. I actually had a conversation with someone about this not so long ago. So who knows? All right. The other thing that I really want to do is I want to do a silent retreat. I was talking on the podcast about this with Sandra. And actually, just before that, before she mentioned it, I was actually thinking about that. And I was also talking with another friend about it. And then Sandra mentioned it. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is something I, I should really add on my list. So that's there. Um, I think in, in yogi language, it's called Vispasana, something like that. <laughs> so the other thing on my list is a safari tour. Whether that is, I don't know, in Tanzania, in Kenya, whatever it is, I really want to do that. And I want to do it without working. I would maybe need to check my email from now and then because of the agency and their, uh, you know, I have teams and clients, but I really don't want to go there and then work full time. That's not going to happen. So that's going to be a digital nomad bucket list holiday experience, something like that. The other thing that's on my bucket list, and don't be hard on me when you're listening right now, because this is kind of embarrassing. I want to go to the Amazon. Yes, I've been in Brazil for two years and I have not been to the Amazon. And the reason I already told you, I was focused on work. I didn't prioritize something that was deep down in my heart and I really wanted to do it. So um, I want to go there and I will. Like, I know it's going to happen. I have no clue when, but this is going to happen. These are very big things, by the way, so I might not be able to fit it in one year. That's okay. Okay, the other thing that is on my bucket list, and this is where what I'm going to end the episode with because it's just so exciting, is um, that dream. That dream is going to come true, actually, because as I was chatting with Mariz and she was talking about the festival and it's the right timing, it's the right month, even though my agency is growing and the work is going like so crazy right now, I realized that I need to prioritize this. So I blocked my calendar. I'm so proud of just even doing that. Blocked the calendar. I won't be working and I'm going on this festival. Yes, I will bring my laptop, obviously, but I'm going there. So I'm going to the Minoma Festival. And I think that this is so freaking awesome. Like I cannot, I cannot believe it. So let me tell you a little bit about this because it's so cool. So it's in, in Morocco and it's in the Agafé Desert and it's at the Selina Nomad Camp. So basically what Selena did is they built this glamping, luxurious experience in the middle of the desert with like an affinity pool. There's Wi-Fi so you can actually work there. There are all these like beautiful glamping tents. They also have like really cool parties there. Um, so you can definitely check that out. But it's like a really, really, really insane experience. So what Minoma is doing is that they have run over 30 retreats already. They also have a lot of retreats in Morocco. They partnered up with Selena and they're going to host their festival there. So it's kind of like a Burning Man vibes. 
not the hopefully the muddy one that they just experienced <laughs> but like it's going to be really cool it's going to be in the middle of the desert you're going to see the stars you can jump in the pool the next day they're going to be sharing circles it's all about mindfulness it's about expanding who you are as a person as a being and everything that i just told you when it comes to creating this bucket list if you don't know where to start if you don't know like okay nina this sounds great but this is overwhelming and i ugh, i don't know what to do what i recommend is go to the minoma festival get to know hundreds of mindful nomads that had amazing experience in their lives that are willing to share and to love and to to help each other expand our minds and do it there. Like I actually would love to do it with you together because honestly, I will be there. So there's going to be a lot of group sessions. There are going to be a lot of like transformative workshops. There is um, curated networking. So not like crazy big in a room and be like, oh, I don't know what to say. Like there's just so much more and it's so freaking cool. Like it's really, really amazing. And yeah, like I said, guys, I'm going to be there as well. Now, while this thing is on my bucket list, I know that after being there, after like experiencing this, I'm going to come back as a different person. And I'm so freaking excited about it. So what you can do if I'm going to add the link in in the show notes here I'm, and I, I will make it caps lock so you can actually see it. So if you go to the podcast description uh, of this episode, you can see it. But what you also can do is you can go to minoma.co, uh, so C-O, right? Um, and then you can get now a 10% off of the ticket. Now, I do want to share with you is that this is not like a thousand people festival. This is small. This is only 100 people. So the tickets are already, I think now there are already like 30 tickets or something gone. So it, it's going really fast. But it's an incredible three-day experience. So if you feel like, okay, Nina, I need to do this. And if you cannot find the link or whatever it is, just text us on the, uh, send an email to hello at Digital Nomads Daily. You can message me on, on Instagram. But I think that this is going to be a mind-blowing experience. Heart-blowing, mind-blowing, soul-blowing, everything blowing. So it's going to be super cool. So you also get 10% off with with a discount code that we have created Um with DND because when I said like, okay, I want to come, I was like, I want to invite the Digital Nomads Daily listeners as well. So uh, I got a discount code. I really love when companies want to, you know, like help you guys as well to create uh, an amazing digital nomad lifestyle. So I am going to leave it with that, guys. It's a lot of chatting, but uh, I'm super, super duper stoked for this. For me, it's a dream coming true. And uh, honestly, I, I really hope to see you there and that we can you know, create our digital nomad bucket list together. Thank you so much for listening. And like I always say, happy nomading. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it gave you more insights into how you can design your own lifestyle. The conversations on this podcast really showed me that there is not one secret way to success. If you want to build a lifestyle that works for you, you will need to put in the work to create a successful life and live it with confidence. This podcast wouldn't exist without the Digital Nomad community. And I'm so grateful for all the guests to share personal stories about what's happening behind the scenes. It's been super helpful for myself. And if you would like to continue learning, don't forget to check out the other episodes.